0: All right, check this out. There was this uh, woman in her 80s, 80-year-old, and she, she made the news because she was getting married for the fourth time, right? And so the following day, she was being interviewed by the TV station there, and the commentator, he asked her, you know, about what it felt like being married again and all and at that age and 80 years old, and, and if she would be kind enough to share some of her previous experiences. And so the woman said, yeah, okay, no problem. She said, well, you know, when I first got married, I was, obviously I was really young, and, and uh, I was married to this wonderful man. He was a banker, okay? But uh, one day, just a few weeks after we got married, his bank was robbed and he was shot and he got killed. And the commentator said, whoa, wow, that, that's terrible. And so the woman continued and she said, but then I married a man who was in the circus and he was a really great guy, uh, but he lived pretty dangerously, you know, being on the tight wire you know, up above and the higher wire act. And then one time he was performing a show and sure enough, he got knocked off the wire and he was killed. And the TV guy said, whoa, wow, are you serious? That's horrible. And so the lady continued, yeah, it was horrible. But at the funeral, I fell in love with the minister, and we got married. But uh, one day, uh, while he was walking to church services, he got hit by a car, and he was killed. And the guy says, whoa, man, I tell you what, three husbands in a row got killed? That's, how'd you live through all that? And she said, well, yeah, it was pretty rough. But then I met my present husband, and he's a wonderful man, and I'm sure we're going to live a long, happy life. And the commentator says, well, why do you say that? And she said, well, he's a mortician. And the commentator says, well, wait a second, I don't understand. you married a banker, a circus performer, a minister, and now a mortician. Why such a diverse group of husbands? And the lady says, well, I want to be prepared. I've married one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, and four to go. <laughs> 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 uh, now, folks, we know it's wise to make preparations in life, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm not against that. You've got to make preparations, right? But uh, hopefully we're all on the same page here that the greatest preparation of all uh, is surrendering your life to Jesus Christ, right? Right, number one. Why? Because number one, you don't want to end up in hell. And number two, you certainly don't want to be a part of the seven-year tribulation. As we've been seeing, folks, that is not a joke. It is going to be an outpouring of God's wrath on this wicked and rebellious planet. Jesus said, I did, and it's going to be the worst time in the history of mankind. Even with what we're going to see today, I think we'll get a picture of that. It's going to be horrid. In fact, so horrible that unless God shortened that time frame, nobody and the planet would survive, okay? But as we've been seeing, praise God. God's not just a God of wrath, okay? He's a God of love as well. And because he loves you and I, he gives us so many warning signs time and time and time and time and time again to let us know when the tribulation was near. And certainly the rapture was right around the corner. Therefore, to keep you and I uh, here at Sunrise from experiencing the ultimate bad day of being left behind, we're going to continue in our study, the final countdown update. And how many you guys have noticed a little giddy up there with the update? I worked on that really hard, Mario, but I I appreciate it personally. Uh, But anyway, so giddy up, it's time for the update. And we've already seen the first six updates on the Final Countdown study was the Jewish people, the Antichrist, modern technology, worldwide upheaval, the rise of falsehood, and that's right, the last time was the rise of wickedness. And what we saw clearly is that God told us, how do you know you're in the last days? Well, when you see this absolute rise of complete, unadulterated wickedness all over the world, which is happening right now today, okay. and we saw that there's a reason why. Because we have a wicked educational system that's teaching us to live uh, wickedly and behave wickedly and to a wicked media system that is tempting us to uh, think wicked and behave wickedly through our eyes every single day. We ingest it ourselves, okay? And as we saw, it's a clear-cut reason why we're seeing this rise of increase, okay? We're being taught it and we're being told to think it. And what you think determines how you behave. It's a logical conclusion, but again, it's a clear sign that you're living in the last days, okay? But that's not all the third reason why we see such a massive rise of wickedness in the last days is a rise of an anti-God system, right? Have you noticed it's getting more anti-God, anti-Christian out there? And that's because of this thing called atheism, okay? Atheism is on the rise, okay? And we have to wake up and realize, folks, that the atheism we see, this anti-God mentality, anti-Christian mentality, there's a reason for it. It is spawned by another lie that's being taught in our school system, okay, called evolution. Now, if you haven't been coming to the Wednesday night study, you need to, because we're still in it, and we're taking a look at that thing uh, on, called evolution, and it's not just a lie, it's built on junk science. A bunch of It's not even scientific, it's a lie. Okay, it's crazy when you take a look at the facts, okay? And it's built on the lie that there is no God, you have no hope, you have no future, and when you die, woo-hoo, you go nowhere. Yeah, That'll motivate you, won't it? Okay, and you wonder why our world is so hopeless, okay? But here's the point. It's precisely because of this lie that we not only have a hopeless generation growing up, but it's because of this of evolution that we have this atheistic ideals that are giving rise to this absolute, unadulterated wickedness, okay? But don't take my word for it. Let's listen to God. God told you when you actually get to the point where you actually have the audacity to say that I don't exist your society will totally fall apart and get wicked beyond your wildest imagination. This, folks, when we read this, is our opening text. Romans chapter 1, verse 18 through 22. I truly believe, as we read through this, think of our own country, folks. And once you make that slide, like the Roman culture, and you have the audacity to say there is no God, and he starts handing these people over, listen to all the things, the wicked behavior that's mentioned here, and you tell me even one of them that's not true today, okay? Okay? It happened then. It's happening and being repeated today. Romans chapter 1. Romans, of course, was written to the Roman Jews scholars. And you got that right too, Joey. That's awesome. Praise God. That's awesome. All right, Romans chapter 1. We're going to read verses 18-32, through uh, a good-sized text, but we need to grab the context there. When you get there, say moo. Mu. Ah, music to my ears. All right, let's move on. Uh, anyway, hey, I like that. I didn't make that up either, Joey. That was fresh bread. Move on. Yeah now you got it okay thank you all right verse 18 let's move uh the wrath of god now how many guys would say right there that's probably not good okay <laughs> it gives you the reason why it's coming the wrath of god is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness that's what evolution does it tries to get you to think suppress the truth that god exists with this lie all right and he says uh, uh since what may be known about god is plain to them because god's made a plain to them well how well, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have clearly been seen and being understood from what? From His creation. What has been made so that men are without what? Excuse. You want to sit there and say, I don't have enough existence to prove that God was... It? No, He's not. Just look around. Look at His creation. It's all over the place. Okay? For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him... But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, and boy, we've got degrees on top of degrees on top of degrees, our IQ's off the charts, they became fools. You became a fool, is what the Word of God says to these guys, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, you want to do that? You want to have the idea? Auda- I gave you so much evidence that of my existence, my invisible qualities can clearly be seen by what I have made. And you still sit there and say, oh no, there's no proof of God. Here's what you get. Okay? And this has been going on in countries, country, folks, for 40, 50 years now. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to what? Sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie evolution And worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God then gave them over to shameful lusts. Listen, even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. What's that? Homosexuality, okay, is a byproduct of that. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. Furthermore, you still didn't want to stop there. Here's what you get. It gets even worse. Since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them now over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness. Now listen, folks, as we go through this, think of our society now. Every kind of wickedness. Listen evil, greed, and depravity. They're full of envy, murder. Pay attention to that. We'll get to that, Lord willing, later. Strife, deceit, malice. They're gossip, slanders, God-haters insolent, arrogant, boastful. They even invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but they also approve of those who practice them. And we've gotten even so far today that we actually pass laws and say, you have to do this and believe this and support this. But according to our text, folks, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, I see it here uh but first of all does that not sound exactly like our world today every single not four out of five or five out of four for those who have trouble with fractions again as last week we saw uh every single one of those are commonplace in our world today now the point is this what does it stem from where did this absolute decay moral decay of society even here in america where did it start how did this begin at the very beginning, from evolution, from the, uh, people having the audacity to say, even though there's tons of existence, that God doesn't exist, and that's what evolution does, okay? Now, here's the point. God says, okay, fine, you want to do that? You want to do that? Here's exactly what you're going to get, okay? He's going to hand you over to your wicked desires. In other words, Crohn translation, you don't want there to be a God? Fine, have it your way. You're going to learn the hard way exactly what happens to a society and just how quickly stinking evil it's going to get when you have the audacity to reject him and say he doesn't exist even though there's tons of evidence. And that's exactly what's happening today. He says you're going to go immediately... Going to sexual impurity, shameful lust, homosexuality. You'll become filled with every kind of wickedness and evil and greed and depravity and murder, envy, strife, deceit, malice. You're going to become a bunch of gossips and slanders and God haters. You're going to become insolent, arrogant, boastful, disobedient to your parents, senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. It's going to get so bad, you're even going to invent ways of doing evil. Why? Because you had the audacity to say God doesn't exist. And that's what's been being taught in our school system, in the media, in the minds from we high with this lie called evolution, okay? God says he's going to judge you, and because of this, your society is going to fall apart, okay? Why? Because what you believe determines how you behave. And the fruit of this atheistic lie called evolution is there is no God, so you start to act like it. This is why we're seeing this anti-God, godless, unadulterated, wicked society like never before. It's a direct correlation to Romans chapter 1. And it's about to get worse. And the reason why, folks, if you're paying attention, atheism is on the rise. Okay, It's getting extremely popular. Okay, Let's take a look at some recent stats on the popularity of atheism, yes, here in America. And you tell me, folks, uh, if it's a good thing that we keep cramming this live evolution uh, in our school system. But let's take a look at some of those statistics. The number of Americans with no, zero, zippo, Religious affiliation has grown by 25% in the last, what? Five years. It's growing massively. Five years, folks. Not 50 years. Five years. Okay? According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the number of Americans with zero religion more than doubled between 1990 and 2008. What in the world were we doing in those two decades? We weren't, like, consumed with ourselves and goofing off, were we? I. Right. Let's take a look. A study conducted by the Barner Research Group discovered that nearly 60% of all Christians from 15 to 29 years of age are no longer actively involved in any church. Just checked out. Another, I think, side effect of having almost two decades of goofing off uh, in the church. It's being projected that the percentage, listen to this, of Americans attending church services by 2050 will be about half of what it is today. You think it's bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet. Now, we're going to see, Lord willing, later that, listen, uh, the American church is not only like, going out of existence, we're being replaced with a fake church that will go along with homosexuality, that will go along with the one world religion. We'll get to that, Lord willing, uh, eventually on our next update. According to LifeWay Research, heard of those guys? 46% of all Americans never even think about whether they will go to heaven or not. Half of all Americans, half the people you meet in our world today in America, by and large, don't even give a rip about heaven or hell. It doesn't even enter their mind. So the question I have, Tom, is well, why? You know? You know, because, I mean, you know, the the logical response is, well, hey, all right, we're going to make a difference. We're going to get back on track and we're going to start sharing the gospel, right? We're going to turn things around. And praise God. I think we're doing a great job by the Spirit of God and the grace of God here at sunrise. But let's take a look in mass at the average American church behavior and that kind of stuff is just hot air. Watch this. The people who say that they're Christians in America, here's the typical behavior of the average American church member, not, not churchgoer. These are people who would consider themselves members of the American Christian church. All right? First of all, 10% of reported church members can't even be found. You're on a piece of paper. You know, it works great to get that number up. We can't even find you, okay? Uh, 20% never even pray, ever, ever. And these are members in the church. 25% never even read the Bible. One out of four people that say that, oh yeah, I'm a member of a church, you don't even touch the Bible, okay? 30% never even attend church services. Never. Folks, this is how bad it is. 40% never even give to any cause, period. Period. 50% never, ever go to a Sunday school class, ever. Oh, I'm a member of a church. I'm serious now. Never go to Sunday school, ever, okay? 70% never give to missions at all, zero. A 75% are never engaged in any church activity. No wonder it takes so long to get stuff done, okay? 80% never go to a prayer meeting. Skip that, right? 90% never have family worship. They don't take it home. No wonder the family's falling apart, all right? And listen to this, folks. Oh, we're going to make a difference. We're going to halt this atheism, right? 95% 95% of the average American church member never, ever, 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 ever once leads somebody to Christ. 95%. 95%. So, which all, oh, by the way, as we've seen before here at Sunrise, that's the exact same number of the percentage of people here in Las Vegas who don't know Jesus their Savior. 95% i got a theory and it goes like this. Maybe the reason why that 95% number of non-Christians in Las Vegas stays the same is because 95% of those who say they're Christians never share the gospel. It's the exact same number. That's not by chance. There's no way. But you guys can see, okay, the reason why, why is there such a rise of atheism? How come it's, it's increasing? People don't even consider what, who cares about heaven and hell. It doesn't even enter their mind. Why? Because we're not sharing the gospel. And these people are being shared to think something all right. In our schools, in the media, they're being shared to think atheism, anti-God. Because they are learning something. They are believing something. They are being taught something. It's just not the scriptures, not the gospel, which is our job. Okay. In fact, it's getting so bad. And as the church in America, we're falling so short. The atheists are now starting their own churches. Watch this.
1: Now, is it possible to have a church without religion? The Sunday Assembly believes it is. The atheist organisation stages gatherings, which it says, extract the good things out of religion without making God part of the package. We went to one of their get-togethers, and we also discovered a Church of England vicar who says he doesn't believe in the existence of God either. While many people may find the idea of a godless church strange, one Anglican vicar has been preaching for over 40 years, despite never believing in God.
2: Atheism and, and religion don't have to be enemies.
1: They come together regularly and their numbers are growing. Stop now. Stop
2: now.
1: The Sunday Assembly was started by Sanderson Jones and Pippa Evans ten months ago. Now they claim to have over eight congregations worldwide. Their main branch is in London. We are a godless congregation that celebrates life. We're there for people who want to live better,
2: help often and wonder more.
1: The idea of the assembly is to take what it calls the best parts of church and to use those to celebrate life from an atheist and secular perspective.
0: Did you catch his words? We are a godless congregation. Well, if you believe in no God, you're going to act like This is how bad it's getting, folks. Okay, for the first time in mankind's history, we now have atheist churches. I'd say there's a rise of wickedness, like the Bible said, would happen when you're in the last days. How about you? But I don't know about you, but, man, I sure take comfort that, uh, man, good thing that's never going to come to America, atheist churches. No, sirree, we're a Christian nation. And how many guys already know? The cat's out of the bag. I'm being sarcastic. Okay, so, yeah. Folks, it's not only starting here in America, it's spreading here in America, even in the Bible Belt. Take a look at this. In today's Faces of Faith, we're talking about a new kind of church, a church without God. It's called Community, Community Mission Chapel. It looks and sounds like a place of worship. Oh, there's a weekly service, there's offerings, uplifting songs.
1: Yeah, but here's the catch. It's missing one major detail. Its members don't believe in a higher power. This self-proclaimed atheist church is just one example of the growing presence of religiously unaffiliated unaffiliated congregations popping up all over the world. And it's making some waves in the heart of the Bible Belt, Lake Charles, Louisiana.
0: So here with us to talk about it is the founder, Jerry DeWitt. He's a former evangelical preacher turned atheist and author of a new book, Hope After Faith, an ex-pastor's journey from belief to atheism. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it, Jerry.
2: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you.
0: Why don't you quickly give us your story? Because this happened, your, your, your conversion really happened just a few years ago.
2: This is, this is about love, and this is about loving truth and about loving human beings and about how much I loved God for 25 years, but yet in my search was not able to find any true evidence or proof of his existence or intervention.
0: Hey, 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 that murmuring must mean you read Romans chapter 1. Excuse me? I'm sorry, pal. You have no evidence for God's existence? That's not what the Bible says. Read Romans chapter 1. You have no excuse. God's given you all this evidence around you, but you just don't want to believe in it, okay? But before I continue on with the initial point, I need to clarify something based on these two examples, okay? That man right there, you heard him, claimed to be a Christian claimed to be a Christian pastor for 25 years, and all of a sudden he walked away from Christ. Well, does that mean he lost his salvation? No. The Scripture is very clear. You can't lose your salvation. It's a gift from God. It's the work of Jesus Christ, not our own. The Bible says, rather, when you find somebody who claims to be a Christian and they walk away from Christ, they've given uh, precedence that they never belonged to Christ. I didn't say that. God did. And this is clearly in this text, 1 John chapter 2. You can't lose your salvation. They were fake. They were phony the whole time. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 through 19. Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you've heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. Well, how do we know? What's the characteristic? Well, this is how we know it's the last hour. They went out from us like that so-called pastor, but what? They didn't really belong to us. What's that mean? They were fake the whole time. Just like Judas Iscariot the whole time. Right there in the thick of things, and he was fake the whole time. Is the prime example. For if they had belonged to us, if they were true, they would have remained with us, but their going showed that what? None of them, not one of them, belonged to us. Now that's a whole other can of worms, folks, but we see that rising today. But the Bible is clear, it shows that there, there is such a thing as a fake profession in Jesus Christ. Just because you sit behind a pulpit, stand behind a pulpit, doesn't make you a Christian. Okay? You have to be truly born again, okay? And the Bible's very clear, folks, that if you are acting like the Antichrist by one day rejecting the real one and only Christ, Jesus Christ, you're a fake. You cannot lose your salvation. So just like that guy, that vicar for 40 years. Listen, the point is this. You were never saved in the uh, first place. You were fake. You were phony. True Christians stick with Jesus. But here's the point. Taking a look at that over in Europe and even here in America in the Bible Belt, we are getting so wicked, folks, that we're not just having atheist churches. They're cropping up all over the world. And it's producing a godless generation, which leads to godless behavior. This is why we're seeing the rise of it. In fact, it's about to get even worse. Believe it or not, folks, they're not just starting their own churches. Even here in America, they're about to start their own atheist cable channel. Cable channel. Listen to this, a New Jersey-based atheist group is starting the first ever on-demand TV channel, this is their own words, not mine, dedicated to godlessness. Quote, they believe that they're good without God, and they're reaching out to free thinkers, uh, uh, free thinkers and folks who are looking a way out of faith. And we wonder why it's getting so wicked. We don't share the gospel as a church anymore, 95% of professing Christians okay and we've allowed this atheism to continue in our school system in our media and so it spawned an atheistic ideal that there is no god and why are we shocked when everybody's ungodly this is why but it gets even worse the second way we know this anti-god system is creating the last days unadulterated wicked society is a rise of a murderous atheism it's not just getting popular folks it leads to the next logical conclusion and that is genocide that is uh, all kinds of murder now we already saw in the text there that the Apostle Paul mentioned murder as one of those signs is you're going to see in your society when you reject God, right? But Jesus also says, when you flirt with this lie called evolution from Satan, this is what you get. This is at the heart of Satan. It creates a murderous society. And this is what Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 43 through 44. He says to the crowd, he says, Now, Jesus speaking, why is my language not clear to you? Because you're unable to hear what I uh, say. Well, why? Because you don't belong to God. He says, you belong to your father, the who? The devil. And because of that, because you don't belong to God, you belong to the devil, you want to carry out his desire, your father's desire, Satan. Quote, he was a what? Murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. And when he lies, Satan, he speaks his native language because he, Satan, is a liar and the father of all lies, right? Now, we've seen this passage before, but it clearly, and it's Jesus speaking here. And we saw that, folks, it not only says that Jesus, speaking, says that Satan is not only a liar, he's the father of all lies, and therefore that would mean even the lie of evolution. Who do you think started that one back in the day, right? But he also says there's another characteristic of Satan himself, and ultimately he is a murderer. And he's been a murderer from the beginning, and this is a side effect of the deadly lie called evolution, okay? It doesn't just spawn atheism in a godless society. It spawns the next logical step, right? Because think about it. If there is no God, listen, and we're just a bag of chemicals dancing to our DNA, as atheist Richard Dawkins says, and oh, and he also says, because the universe has no design, no purpose, no evil, no good, and it's nothing but blind, uh, pitiless uh, indifference, Right? Then think about it. Who cares what we do? We're not accountable to anybody. We can do whatever we want. In fact, we can take life whenever we want. Because life has no meaning, no direction, no purpose, no value. Right? And so who cares? So, so we can play God. Right? See, see, we can determine who gets to live and who doesn't. We get to be the ones who decide life. Right? And that is the premise behind abortion or the murder of children. And it stems from the lie, as we've seen on Wednesday nights, from the lie of evolution, specifically embryology. And we've conditioned a society that not only is there no God, but you can kill that child because it's no longer a child. It's just a blob of tissue. It's just a, a fetus. No, it's not. It's a child. And it's a child from God. But it, that lie has spawned one of the most evil, murderous societies that we could ever even think of today. Let's take a look at how much we actually murder children around the world. What did Paul say? When you say there is no God, you're going to have not only a murderous society, but Jesus said you listen to the father of all lies. Ultimately, it's about killing people. That's what he wants you to do. Let's take a look at some stats on how many kids we're killing. 48% of all pregnancies among American women are unintended. Oh, can I tell you something? But they're intended by God. Right? And that means there's value in this purpose. Kids are a gift from God. And half of these potential children are killed by abortion. Each year, two out of every 100 women ages 15 to 44 have killed a child through abortion. 47% of them have already killed at least one child prior to that uh, through abortion. An estimated 43% of women will have killed at least one child through abortion by the time they're 45 years old, okay, of the stats. And, And let me give you some statistics, folks. You tell me if we haven't turned into a wicked, murderous society. Okay. During the Revolutionary War, 25,000 Americans died. During the Civil War, nearly 500,000 people died. During World War I, over 100,000 people died. During World War II, over 400,000 people died. And in both the Korean and Vietnam Wars, about 113,000 people died. But uh, since the war on children began in 1973, we have murdered 57 million children in America. Over 57 million, just in America And you think that's bad? Since 1980, we have murdered over 1.344 billion children around the world. And you wonder why the seven-year tribulation is coming. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but for seven years, God's going to pour out his wrath on this planet. Excuse me? Okay, and that's why one person stated this. The dangerous place, the most dangerous place for children today is in the womb. And I love how this tells us how twisted we become as a society. One person said, hey, why would a bacteria be considered life on Mars and a heartbeat not be considered life on Earth? That's how twisted we have become. Okay, And what's happened is based on this atheistic lie called evolution, we've become one of the most murderous, vicious societies where now they want to be able to murder children on demand on every street corner. See, you don't believe me, but that's exactly what Planned Parenthood is saying. Let's take a look at that. They want to talk about morality? Look at what we represent right
2: now. Abortion on demand and without apology. I'm so glad to be a featured doctor and I I will perform abortions and I'll be
1: proud of it. There is no shame in abortion. I'm planning on being
2: an abortion provider. I had an abortion a few weeks ago. My insurance actually covered it. Um. Our body, our choice. I agree. Rock <laughs> Abortion is health care. Unless you're, unless you're going to start adopting all of these kids that are going to be born, I don't know what we're going to do. We don't have the the maintenance. The government is sure for abortion, yeah. Not the church, not the state, women must decide their faith. I've had enough, I've had enough of that
1: And I really want them to stop making decisions about my body with their Bibles. Keep your rosaries off my ovaries. It is not a baby, a baby is a fetus that has been born. A baby's going to get in the way of the job that I need to get to pay off those loans.
0: Uh, because we can't wait for it
2: tomorrow, because if I get pregnant tomorrow, I want, <laughs> I want an abortion. So if I got pregnant today, I would abort the baby. I'm saying that, <laughs> and I, don't, I wouldn't feel bad about that.
0: I want Planned Parenthood to be like Starbucks. I want a Planned Parenthood on every corner. The generation below us is getting so wicked and brainwashed by our schools and the media with the live evolution that's where this come from and so murderous that they want to have the ability and the government to pay for it to murder children on demand on every street corner just as something as quick and simple like getting a cup of coffee and what did the scripture say in the last days you can expect to see Jesus Christ getting close to coming back when you see this kind of a murderous society. I like what one guy says, hey, you can sit there, Christian, church, whatever, and say, oh, God bless America all you want, but unless we stop the murder of these innocent children, he's going to judge America and the rest of the world for this. And again, we wonder why his wrath is going to be poured out in such great detail. And folks, it's going to get even worse. Listen to this, a democratic abortion bill in New York now allows uh, babies to be killed by shooting them through the heart with poison our president recently asked God to, quote, bless Planned Parenthood, and he wants us to pay for these murders in our healthcare system. Recently, both Google and Yahoo removed pro-life uh, uh, ads from its abortion clinic search results. So, what, so now you can't get help if you want on the internet. The United Nations says we have no right to oppose abortion. They want to be able to murder children without uh, on demand around the world. Girl Scouts are now giving thanks right now for being a part of a worldwide pro abortion organism. So they, they, they've infiltrated the Girl Scouts. A DC fundraiser for abor- abortion offered coat hanger pendants, there's the picture, for their contributors to help pay uh, proceeds to pay for those who couldn't afford to kill their own children. Planned Parenthood right now is handing out awards, listen, for exceeding abortion visits. So the more you kill, the better the reward you get. And they actually have the audacity to say this, quote, having an abortion will not change God's relationship with you. And recently a person went into the Hobby Lobby store in New York. It wasn't a Hobby Lobby doing this. It was somebody vandalizing them. But they went into a store in New York and they hung up aborted baby Jesus dolls on a hanger. As you can see there, and here's another photograph of that. We are getting so wicked, so evil, so murderous, but we're not even stopping there. This makes your stomach turn, folks. We are now, listen, using the remains of dead children to power electric power plants. In Europe and here in America, listen, the remains of 15,000 babies in Britain were incinerated as clinical waste and used to generate power for heat Two Canadian aborted babies were incinerated in Oregon to power a facility there for electricity as well. And it's not stopping there. We've been warning this for years. Do you really think it's going to stop this murderous uh, society in the womb? It's moving now outside the womb. They're going to murder whoever they want. Quebec has not only approved a bill legalizing euthanasia on demand, so now let's kill all the old folks and the de- quote, decrepit folks and those people who just cost the healthcare system too much money. And we want to now kill them on demand. Laws are being passed already. But Belgium has now extended that law to kids, Which means you can, quote, in that country, officially, legally, heal your child outside the womb. Why, God, why? How, why? how did this happen? How did our world... I mean, just last week we saw a lever to beaver. Woo-hoo. How in the world did our world get so stinking wicked in such a short amount of time? Do the homework, folks, because we've allowed the infiltration of an anti-God, murderous, atheistic lie called evolution in our schools, in our media, in our hearts, dare I say, even in the church. And God said, you do that, I'm going to hand you over to your wicked desires. You don't want me? You're going to see what happens when you leave it up to yourself and you'll become a wicked, murderous society like you can hardly ever dream, and that's happening right now. And the Bible says that's a sign you're living the last day. One more to go as we close. The third way we know this anti-God system is creating the last day society of unadulterated wickedness is the rise of hybrid atheism. Now, I've got to back off the text there because I'm not making this up. This is not Photoshop. That is an actual human ear growing on the back of a mouse. Human ear growing on the back of a mouse. Okay, it's hybrid atheism. And this is another logical outcome. This is now where we're at because of this lie of evolution, okay? See, if there is no God and evolution is true, then at some point you can only play God and murder whoever you want whenever you want because you're not accountable. But step two, you can make improvements on mankind's so-called evolutionary process, right? And this is the mindset, the wicked mindset behind other comments by Richard Dawkins, the atheist, like this, quote, he said recently, it is immoral to, immoral, you're atheist; you don't believe in God, so whatever, It is immoral to allow Down syndrome babies to be born. A bioethicist said, quote, we need to push for the elimination of people with a low IQ through genetic screening. And it's sick. And the point is, how how could that even come out of your mouth? Well, again, think about it, folks. If evolution is true and there is no God, then at some point you could play God and try to improve humanity. The eugenics of Hitler is still going on today, folks. They're taking it to the extreme, okay? And that's exactly what they're doing right now. They are working on, listen to this, a human hybrid species that is going to create all kinds of, quote, evolutionary enhanced features. They're trying to, quote, improve us. You know, apparently God didn't do a good enough job. And they are mixing us with animals to get the job done. Do some homework. Check this out even today, folks. It's called parahumans, P-A-R-A. Parahumans is one of the terminologies. Or just simply take a look at human-animal hybrids. Okay, It's not just what's wicked, that's wicked, okay, but it's exactly what Jesus said was going to happen to the world right before he came back. I didn't say that, he did. Let's take a look at that text, uh, Matthew 24, verse 37, Jesus clearly said this, as it was in the days of who? Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. So if you want to know it's getting close to the Son of Man, Jesus coming back, where do you got to go do your homework at? Noah. So let's go do our homework. Let's take a look at Genesis 6 and see what the days of Noah were like. Okay, certainly there were wicked, but there was something else going on there that's very interesting. Uh, Genesis 6, one through seven, when men began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God, angels, saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. The Lord says, uh-uh, don't be doing that. Uh, my spirit will not contend with man forever for he is mortal, his days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days. So there was some sort of hybrid created with this messing, tweaking with humanity. Uh, and also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of men and had children by them. So there's a hybrid going on. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. So there was some sort of special powers and abilities that they must have had, Okay, apparently in the text. And what did God say? That's it. You've done it. You crossed the line. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. So the Lord was grieved that he made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. So God said, I'm going to wipe mankind whom I've created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air. For I am grieved that I have made them. Why? Because the world at that time in Noah's day got not only just full of wickedness, it got so stinking wicked, that's all that ever people thought of. Is that today? Number one, yes. But what's interesting, you talk about minute passages coming to life. The Bible also talks about some kind of weird, sounds like science fiction, but apparently was going on back there in Noah's day, is that apparently it got so wicked back then that they started to tweak with humanity and create some sort of hybrid thing going on. Now, the point is, Jesus said, when you see mankind getting that wicked, uh, he's about ready to come back, right? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. So the point is, we see this continual wickedness, but have we, gotten, have we really gotten that wicked? of a society that we are actually trying to create a human hybrid. Yes, in fact, folks, it's been going on for quite some time. Listen to this, 150, not 15, not 50, not 100, 150 human-animal hybrids have already been created in UK laboratories. And these hybrids have been uh, produced uh, over the last several years. The revelation comes, listen to this, this is their quote. It comes just one day after a committee of scientists warned of a nightmare, quote, planet of the Apes" scenario in which human-animal creation goes too far. It's almost like Hollywood's making these movies to prepare us for the future. Okay, but that's not all. Right now, as we sit here in this sanctuary, they are making human-cow hybrids human-pig hybrids, human-mouse hybrids, rabbit eggs with human cells, pigs with human blood, sheep with human livers, cows with human cells, cat-human hybrids, and a whole list of other weird concoctions as they're trying to improve humanity. Even the news is reporting if we're paying attention. Let's take a look at that.
2: Plans to allow scientists to create embryos that are part human and part animal are sent for approval by the official regulator in Britain. These hybrid embryos are seen by the country's leading scientists as a vital step in the search for cures for diseases such as Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. This embryo is part mouse, part cow. In a few months, this
1: Newcastle lab is hoping to create a human-cow hybrid. PPL
2: Therapeutics is working on a solution. They want to clone pigs whose organs can be transplanted into people.
0: Cloned and genetically modified cows that can produce milk containing the same health properties as human breast milk.
1: These glow-in-the-dark cats could help develop treatments for diseases, for animals, and for humans.
2: Yes, you did hear that correctly. He has put a spider gene into a goat. Transgenic fish. So the fish actually have what appear to be six-pack abs that we see in
0: humans. A mouse-ear hybrid. That's a mouse growing a human ear. Taiwan breeds green glowing pigs. Scientists in Taiwan say they have bred three pigs that glow in the dark. Hmm, wonderful. Look at that. They have mice that glow in the dark. Pretty soon your babies will grow in the dark. Now, uh, maybe like me, you like going to the movies or renting movies, watching them on TV or whatever. Lately, I would say within the last, at least for the
2: last year, uh, we started to see a lot of common themes showing up in movies. And I'll go ahead and ask, what do you think these three movies have in common. All three of these movies actually depict superhuman
0: hybrid saving the world. In the first movie, there they mix uh, DNA and
2: everything with a with an alien species and create a human alien hybrid. And in the last two, it's the son of a god, Little G, son of Zeus in the first one there, and son of uh, Poseidon in the second movie there. The son of
0: God saves the world. Problem is, it's the wrong son of the wrong God. It's the Antichrist, the anti-God, who is using Hollywood to prepare us for the future that is coming. You think it's bad now? You ain't not see nothing yet. Now, it sounds wild, sounds crazy until you get back in the scripture and see this was a, as weird as it is. It was part of the level of wickedness that brought on God's judgment in Noah's day and it's being repeated for us. Now, if you recall folks, they've already started this hybrid technology on the military on US soldiers. And they're using this technology right now as we sit here to produce a super soldier. Let's take a look at that real quick again.
1: The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency is working on a super soldier program, a $3 billion super soldier program to be exact. The project got started to help make a metabolically dominant soldier. So in layman's terms, the military is studying on how to use technology and biology to combine man, machine, and science to transcend the limits of the human body. They're trying to alter the genes within our bodies to make humans stronger and superhuman without the help of gadgets. They're working on drugs and genetic enhancements and some technology that would allow for region generation, just like Lizard, from Spider-Man, faster healing, just like Wolverine, enhanced strength just like Captain America, and even something that would make you like the god of Thunder Thor, where you can operate without sleep for days,
0: without lack of performance. And DARPA says they have already hit its first milestones in animal testing and are preparing reports for scientific conferences. Which means they're about ready to unleash it. This is what's going on right now. As we sit here, that's how far along. And, And notice all the examples. What are the examples like? Hey, that's just like Captain America. Hey, that's just like... Spider-Man, have you noticed the movies that have been coming out? It's to prepare us to receive this kind of a future. Okay, but again, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. It's happening again. Now, lest you think that they're not serious about this, get this, I kid you not as we get ready to close. The heat is on so bad that it's now out, that governments around the world are already doing this secretly. And the word that America is being told, unless we start uh, getting serious about creating these human hybrids, we're going to be left in the dust. In fact, what's happening is it's creating a new type of cold war to hurry up and create these hybrids, or they're going to come and get us, and we'll be in trouble. Let's take a look. We have the technology to mix species, perhaps mix uh, a human
1: with an animal. Transhumanism. Explain this.
2: Well, that's absolutely right. In fact, we're doing it in laboratories around the world. When most people today hear about the stem cell sciences, they don't realize that a great deal of that is talking about the creation of a part-human, part-animal embryo that then can be used for experimental purposes. Uh, Now, transhumanism itself is the idea that we're going to use that kind of science and other kinds of science to create a new form of mankind. Why do we want to create a new form of mankind? Well, of course, you know, if you talk to the transhumanists, they're utopians. They believe we can live forever. We can have immortal life without the bother of having to ask Jesus to give it to us. We can upload our brains. We can live uh, forever inside artificial intelligence systems. There's a great deal that the transhumanist community believes, but when it comes to genetics, when it comes to kind of repeating what happened in the days of Noah, where these fallen angels' corrupted bloodlines. Uh, they believe that we can improve our species, open new modes of perception by blending ourselves with animals. We might even be able to see into the supernatural realm, Okay, and among what, what, the transhumanists they aspire to do that.
1: Who is DARPA? and what are
2: they doing? DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. It's one of the large departments of the U.S. that uses our tax dollars to hire other people to come up with great ideas, private laboratories, things like that. But in last year's operating budget and in this year's operating budget, for instance, they have set aside millions of dollars for rewriting the DNA of our soldiers. Why would they want to rewrite the DNA of our soldiers? Super-soldier technology. And furthermore, they are being advised by some of the top think tanks in the world that our competitors, our enemies are privately developing this tele- technology right now, and that if we don't get ahead of it, in fact, the Jasons, which is one of the top scientific advisory panels in the world, told them that by the end of 2012, if we weren't secretly, privately ahead of the human enhancement revolution, we would fall irreparably behind and be dominated on the future battlefield.
0: So in other words, if you don't hurry up, even America, and create these things. You're going to be left behind. And they're going to come and invade you. Can you believe what a firestorm this is creating? And it's escalating before our very eyes? Now the whole point with this is, folks, uh, what did Jesus say? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. We can clearly see that we are getting so wicked that we're doing that first part, continually thinking wicked nonstop. But talk about the scripture coming to life in our generation. We're getting so wicked that once again, we're doing the same mistake, tweaking with humanity, trying to improve humanity, creating this hybrid. And Jesus said, when you see that, he's getting ready to come back. And that's why he says every single time, folks, Luke 21, 28, when these things begin to take place and they're taking place now, what do you do? Stand up, lift up your heads because, man, your redemption draws near. All right. And so if you're here as a Christian, what's the logical response? You get busy sharing the gospel. You don't be the 95% that just sit there. Let's make a difference in this dark and dying world. Let's be the light amongst the wickedness and and at least let people know about Jesus. Amen? But if you're here today, man, you think it's bad now, you ain't seen nothing yet. All this stuff is going to be put on steroids. It's going to be completely accepted. The, The planet is going to be running over with this kind of stuff, not to mention demons. The level of wickedness is going to be absolutely horrid. You better take the one way out, the only way out right now through Jesus Christ. He's the only way to escape this. And uh, uh, if there's anything we could do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God
2: bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church. If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at seven zero two four five two eight five nine nine, or email us at bkrone at com or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at com.